0: Celtic head to Ibrox for the first Glasgow derby of the season on Sunday and there would be no better time for Brendan Rodgers and the boys to turn around some sketchy early season form. This is Tino with the Countdown to Kick-Off and I'm joined here by Brido and Sinke. Lads, lots going on just now between Champions League draws and transfer windows but what's your general feeling ahead of this one? Brido, I'll come to you first.
1: Uh, Cheers mate, good to be on. Uh, Massive game obviously at the weekend. I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, as some fans I'm speaking to don't know if they're looking forward to it or not, just because the, the the unknowns killing everybody. Regarding unknowns, who are getting in, who we might be leaving. Hopefully, not anybody too drastic. Uh, and then obviously, we don't really know a great deal about uh, the kind of ranges that we're going to play, face on Sunday either, because by all accounts the manager doesn't know what he's doing. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to it. And. Uh, Hopefully
0: the unknowns going in our favour. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Yourself, are you feeling a bit more optimistic on the or than you were on the the weekly show? You were a bit down in the dumps on Monday.
2: Oh, I wasn't that bad. Come on, you. I I was the most positive on it, to be fair. Um, with some of the stuff used to occur, <laughs> but you know, I'm a bit more optimistic. Um, in terms of the transfer rumors that are doing the rounds. Uh, I'd be delighted with the names that have been that have been mentioned. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But if we can get those deals done before before, obviously, the transfer deadline tomorrow, uh, get a decent draw in the Champions League on the back of the other mobs' result over in Holland as well. There's there's a lot to be optimistic about, as Bridal just mentioned. <laughs> they're, they're in a bit of disarray. I know we're not having the best starts to the season, um, and we, can't, we try not to look over what the other side are doing, but I'm a little bit more confident, more optimistic, um, given what I've seen the other night from them. And... Optimistic in terms of the signings as well, Tino. So a bit a bit look to look forward to still. I'm like, you know, I'm giving it I'm giving it the big in your mirror. It's like almost uh, no sleeping Saturday night worrying about it, as as we all do. But I am a wee bit more optimistic than I was in the show, hundred percent, mate. It's
0: good to hear. Brado, it shouldn't really have any impact or bearing at all uh on where Celtic are at. But it's amazing what a Dutch team winning in five one and a qualifier can do for your spirits.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean, I watched the game, uh, and I thought it was like, incredible viewing, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, the, the game the week before, apparently PSV weren't as good as they were all making out. That's what I heard, and it? it's amazing that when you get pumped 5-1, how amazing PSV become, and how they're going to do this and going to that, not, not going away from the narrative of that uh, perhaps they're just not good enough. Apparently, I used an analogy earlier on this morning. It's like um, going up to a, going up to a girl in a in a club who's the best-looking girl in the club, chat her up. She says no, and then basically saying, oh, "Is your pal getting the?" Because that's essentially what's happening. Because apparently, the Europa League, oh, that's where I belong anyway. You know, that's where we belong. So we'll just kid them we didn't want the Champions League. So that's where I, that's all I keep seeing this narrative that oh, we're not, we don't belong. Ali McCoy spoke for the whole of Scottish football last night by saying that Scottish teams don't that's, they don't really belong in the Champions League. Celtic haven't kicked a boy yet, but apparently we don't belong there. So we'll belong there at five o'clock when the draw gets made. Uh, so sorry, Ali, but you don't speak for everybody. You certainly don't speak for me, that's for sure. We are unbelievable and astonishing. And I really must tell you that you keep rattling on about. So, yeah, I'm excited for... Uh, for, for the draw and everything as well. So, yeah, I'm quite positive over
0: this thing. Bradley, you had me really nervous there sir, when you were starting your analogy. Uh, that could have gone anywhere. Uh, but I'm glad to say it was fairly safe and, and we'll keep that on the recording, so no need to edit. Um, to get us properly started, I just want to take a, a short look at what the, the mood in the camp will be for both clubs at the moment following some of those early season results. So we'll start, of course, with Celtic. Sinky, how do you think the team will be feeling in general following the start to the season? You know, couple of early league, league wins, but obviously the Kilmarnock result followed, and then that stalemate with St. Johnson last week.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the, the feeling is we're looking to put things right, and I've touched on it in the show about this is the best place to do it. Um The guy guy's off-forum, we spoke about it a lot, so it's a good chance to get your forum back, kick on as a team. I watched the Lennox Town uh, unfiltered clip of the training, and it looks lively enough. I mean, it looks as though they're they're good to go. And if you can't get up for a game at Ibrox, what, do you know what, I mean? what, what, what game can you get up for? Do you know what I mean? So it's a massive occasion. We go there. Obviously, it's backs against the wall, but I don't mean in terms of the way they play. I mean, we've no, we've no fans for a start. So I'm hoping we have a have a siege mentality, Tino, and we can kick on when we get to Ibrooks and get a, get a positive result. I was on the fence a little bit. I know you, you spoke to me about, the, about getting a draw. Um, I'm now a little bit more... Let's get the win. Let's just let's just go Let's just go and do it now. Uh, Br- Bridal's convinced me. Yeah, <laughs> at the back of that PSV result that we're going to win this. So thanks, Bridal. Appreciate
0: you've, it. You've come full circle, Sinkey. I know.
2: Um, you could argue
0: that it's a, it's maybe not quite a perfect uh, fixture, but a really good fixture for Celtic to have at this moment in time. With you know, if the alternative was say, I don't know, you know, Motherwell or or, or maybe a, a run of the mill Premiership side. Could it maybe still be a bit flat? This is a real test of the character of all the players and the manager to say, right, okay, we've had our bumps in the road here, but let's, you know, right some wrongs and, and get things back on track. But I don't, um, what about Rangers? So you've obviously touched on it, but a 5-1 doing can't be good for anybody's confidence, can it? And I'm wondering, you know, will that result have a, much of an impact in comparison to, say, you know, had they get beat 2-1 or 1-0 or 3-2? Do you think the, the comprehensive scoreline will put a dent in their confidence?
1: Yeah, absolutely will. I mean, it can't not. Um, I mean, they've got the cheerleader, Todd Cantwell, there, so that will help boost them up a wee bit. But it's like any team that, that they're kidding themselves on if they, were, if they didn't think they were in with a chance. And they were in with a chance. They, they played OK. They got a lot of positives from their, their performance against uh, PSV last week, and that took them into a game against Ross County, which by all accounts they played well for a bit of that. I didn't see it, but it's a good result to go up there and get that. Um, But on the flip side of that, when you get a bad result, then of course it's going to affect you in a negative fashion. So uh, they can do the whole bounce back thing, you know, that might be all, you know, but ultimately they they got played off the park uh, by a decent side. Um, Not a side that spent crazy amounts of money, which they're talking about. They've not done that. I think PSV's net spend was about £30 million and Rangers was... I think about 12 or 13 million they'd spend. So it's not like they're spending crazy, crazy, crazy amounts more than, than Rangers were. So they could maybe be a team that should be a bit better, but they didn't just get beat, they got absolutely demolished. And I think for the sake of the goalkeeper, it could have been a bit more. So they're going to, need to have more questions and answers um, today and tomorrow and uh, leading up to the game on Sunday. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, those questions create doubts because the answers aren't there yet takes time and performances to get them, so I think that result was was a uh, was a big positive for Celtic last night.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be huge, and, and you, you can't deny. You know, <coughs> players might say they had half an eye on it or they were checking the score and stuff. The majority of Celtic squad sh- should have been watching. it, Actually, you know, as, as part of what you're doing and preparing for uh, for mm-hmm. what comes up on Sunday, so they should have an eye on it as well.
2: I was just going to say as well. You know, like in terms of the morale, they they a lot of players and they probably sold them the dream of qualifying for the Champions League. And obviously the job of the manager is to pick these guys back up. Even the ones they signed last season, uh, your Catmills and your Raskins and stuff for like that, they would have been sold that dream about playing in the Champions League and they're getting a silver medal. So, you you, I mean, you know what it's like. So, to pick these guys up from... they probably get back early hours in the, the Thursday morning, whenever they get back. To pick these guys up and I just don't... I see... I, it's been spoken about Bill's a bit of a tactician, a bit of a coach. Is he a is he a man motivator? I'm 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 you can tell by his demeanour, probably not. Um, like your 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 Martin News and your big angies and stuff like I don't think he's got these lockers. So he picked these guys up for this fixture on Sundays. He's got a bit of a task in his hands. So we need we need to take full advantage of that. The, on our domestic forms don't be great, but we're in we're in we're in the big cup. So it's all to play for me. I, I, I just think he's got a bit of a task to lift these guys up and get them motivated for that fixture. I know someone will be obviously dying to play in the fixture, but subconsciously, they're, um, they've um took a massive hit.
0: There's no doubt. I, and I think just in terms of Michael Beale, some guys are coaches, aren't they? Some guys are managers. Some guys are both. I think Brendan Rodgers has got both. He's got the people skills as well as the coaching skills. You could argue whether Michael Will's got any. You know, there's a, a, a big myth about him, and I, I know Brido likes to talk about that in terms of what he is or isn't as a, as a coach, but he doesn't seem to be a manager. Just just imagine yourself as a person, as a, as a player in the dressing room. He doesn't seem the kind of guy that would inspire you and, and get the hairs on the back of the neck. Before we move on, Brido, do you want to have a, a last wee chip at that before we get any some other things? Yeah, because
1: <laughs> I, I, there seems to be, like, that again, a narrative or some form of agenda to make him better than he actually is, he's proven nothing as a manager, absolutely nothing but he seems to get this nine month starting period before he's actually judged on anything Rodgers comes in our team's completely changing, we've got a good one at Pataudry, we've obviously had a couple of iffy ones and all of a sudden Rodgers isn't as good as he was and he's this and he's that and he's won absolutely everything up here more than, more than, more than once but this guy's done nothing at all and seems to get, just seems to get the, an easier route regarding the media. Happened with Gerard as well. It seemed to take a lot longer before they actually started to put the knife in a wee bit. And this is a guy who, you know, even looking at individual players like Matondo, they wanted him out the door, but they couldn't get him out the door. And now he's starting them in the Champions League qualifier playoffs. Kemal Roof is meant to be their best finisher, according apparently. But he starts the game at the weekend, but he's not got him in the European squad. He's tried to offload Scott Wright on two or three occasions, but he's one of the first subs on on one of the league games. He's, He's not got a clue what he's doing. He's absolutely clueless. And I'll say that after Sunday regardless of the result. Absolutely clueless. And myth is the best word I have for him.
0: Clearly, clearly not a van Breda, and you'll maybe get a chance to come back in later on we'll do a wee focus on the managers towards the end of the piece. Let's look at the the availability, um, you know, for Celtic, and it's obviously up for debate um, in terms of who we manage to sign before the deadline. First of all, and then whether Brendan Rodgers wants to throw them right in. Um, you know, injury update. A lot of it's much the same. We know that you know centre halves are lacking. Carla Vickers, Maiv Navrocki, uh, Stephen Welsh all remain injured at this time. It does seem sinky, though. I also watched the Lennox Town unfiltered video. It seems that O and Kobayashi are both back in training, so we've seen that in the video. But I don't know how you know how full their training is and, and at what level. And Real hatati as we know, is still out until after the, the international break. In terms of new signings, certainly confirmed new signings at this moment in time, we know that Louis Palma is now in the building and he generally operates off the left wing, like all of you, you know, Yourselves, I've only just seen you know clips and and some YouTube stuff, but he does look lively, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, And the suggestion is that Nat Phillips, the centre half from Liverpool, is just about a done deal in terms of a loan, and midfielder Paulo Bernardo from Benfica will come in on a a similar deal. So, question is, you know, to yourself, Prado, what do you do with guys like this? Clearly, they they seem to have decent pedigree and they're talented players. Could you just throw them into a, a game like this?
1: I think the only one you would really kind of throw in would be the boy Phillips, I think, because of necessity. And also he's a bit hes a well, he's a obviously bit older, but he's got a bit more experience, I think. And it's always easier just as a defender, because just, just defend. <laughs> just defend when, when the pressure really is put on creative players to take the ball under pressure, do this, do that, lose it, get it again, lose it, do it again. Can you keep doing that when you've got no fans? Like... It's a big, big ask, I think, for young players to keep doing that. Um, So, Phillips would be the only one I think he would... I'd I'd feel comfortable throwing in. Um, But, you know, you're talking about motivations and man motivator. You know, Rodgers isn't a dummy when it comes to that. And he's, by all accounts, very good at coaching and and encouraging young players. So, um, he may may throw a, a wee kind of spin ball there. But I think... I think you'll put the boy Phillips in, and the rest of the team will be pretty much what we all. Well, I mean, we'll find out later on, obviously. But I think that'll be the only real one I can see, and the other ones can make an impact in the game uh, under a bit less pressure, hopefully.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to the lineups in just a second. Thank you. Before we do so, Cihad Hac Savanovic was also in the training video looking in good spirits, took a bit of time off of Instagram, obviously, to to put a shift in. Does he make the squad for this one? Is he, has he he got a future?
2: I don't, It really depends what's happened behind the scenes. Uh, I'm sure he said a bit of a, a stern word after his antics. I mean, obviously, I was quite strong, in my opinion, on the show at the weekend. And... I, I'm still not happy with the whole public display, chucking these toys at the pram stuff. Uh, but you're right; it wasn't the video. It wasn't good spirits. He wasn't involved. Uh, the rest of the squad seem to be engaging with them. Um, so whatever's happened behind closed doors, obviously Rogers has probably nipped it in the bud. But I'm still, not entirely happy with the whole the whole situation. Um, he's probably. I, mean, I thought he have one foot of the door already just now, and he's no even I've not seen any links to other clubs or anything ongoing. So the, the fair chances they might knuckle down at least till, till January. Uh really we might be told we need we need to keep him But I know, it's just it's just one of the ones, mate. I don't know what's a, uh, don't know what's happened behind closed doors, but i will be interested to see what happens in the next 24-40 hours. With him yeah. Um, you can jump
0: on Instagram after this recording and give my wee word in his ear and <laughs> see if you can get him G'd up for the weekend. I don't feel my um, value, you
2: know. I don't feel my value,
0: uh, let's look at the lineup. So uh, goalkeeper takes care of itself, hundred percent. Joe Hart will start and goal. So let's take a look at the back four first of all. Sinky, what do you think we're going to see across the back line?
2: Um, Taylor, bellcat, uh, like I'm going to go with Matt Phillips, the same as Bridal, I think he'll be straight in for necessity. Obviously, EPL experience. Um, as well, played in played in Germany. He had a really good season when Van Dijk was out. I like he played over twenty games for Liverpool. And then my right back, you know, if he's fully fit, it uh, would be Alistair Johnson and Ralston, obviously coming out again.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would generally be most folks back for if, if all goes well with Phillips. If you know if the signing gets confirmed and he's fit and good to go, is that where you are, by though?
1: Yeah, I like pretty much exactly the same. It's exactly the same and for the same, exactly the same reasons. I think Johnson, I'm going to be honest, even if he's 60, 70% uh, fit, uh, he starts and plays as long as he's able to. Uh, and then if you need to bring Ralston on at some point, um, I've got a real issue with the fullbacks at the minute, making Callum McGregor look bang average because they take too long to give him the ball. Um, and I think it'll be interesting what team uh, grabs hold of the game because it'll make a big difference to what the fullbacks will do in the game. So, yeah,
0: but that's the right four that we go with, you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just staying with the defence for a second. I've seen some suggestions, and it's just online stuff, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, that we should potentially go to a back five for this one, given the defensive issues, or, or potentially a three-five-two, which means your wide guys, you know, your, uh, the left and right guys on your five, you know, step in as defenders when needed. But I would be surprised, Bridal, if he changes the formation, you know, so dramatically ahead of one game.
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, I'd be absolutely raging if he'd done that. And it's not on Brendan Rodgers' uh, psyche to do that anyway. You know, he's he's experienced, it, he knows what he's doing. Um, why would we experiment with our formation in such a big game? Why would we change the way we play when we've got, I think, arguably better players in most positions? Um, we've got better players coming back to what he's had available as well in the, in the game so far, Johnston in particular. Um, I actually also think uh, that Taylor has been... Um, absolutely awful, but I also think it's been highlighted because guys like Starfield aren't there to help cover them, um, and that disarray in the middle um, really has affected the players around about it, McGregor included. I might add. Um, so, I, no, I think um, there may be a wee tweak in the middle of the park, but Rangers have next to no pace in their team, so I would fully expect them want Celtic to be pressed higher at the park than we have done, maybe over the last few games. Um, I'd want us to be really, really to suffocating the game. I'm relying on the clinical the cl- clinical aspect of uh, Kyogo to have to a kind of low-score type, but again, we'll come to that prediction-wise. But um, for me, I wouldn't be changing a single aspect of that. No, that's far too drastic. And, and we've not been that bad, let's be honest. We've not been as bad as perhaps has been made out. We're just used to has been a lot better.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. We've not been that bad, but we've certainly not been great. So there, there's, there's some work to be done, but I think it'd be a, a dramatic change in shape where he to do something like that. You, I, just to pick you up on something, Bridal, you mentioned something about, from Calmac's point of view, you would be encouraging the defenders to get the ball at him quicker. Sanky, I don't know if you caught this when you were watching the, the Lennox Town video. Um, there was a session that Harry Kuehl seemed to be taking with the boys, and I just took a note at the time. He was telling the guys to limit the time between the touch and the pass. So as soon as you get the ball out your feet, don't dilly dally, and then wait to play into Callum McGregor. Don't take the two or three touches. Get out your feet and play it. Out your feet and play it. And he called it the touch pass tempo. I heard them name it as such, and I thought it was really interesting that they're working on something like that. So clearly they've identified a need to get the ball moving quicker, whether it's from defence into McGregor or, or midfield up to the forwards. But it was quite an interesting point, thinky. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've seen that as well. As we are taking too long at the back, I mean, especially at Celtic Park. Teams are not going to play a high press against us, or well, any any SPL team will probably to play a high press against us. So us waiting in, coming out, you've been waiting a long time. So the quicker we can get that shifted across the back across the back cleaner and midfield as quickly as possible, the better it is. Um and get get teams on the move, um, especially ones that part the bucket, bucket bus against us. So no, that looked like an interesting drill, and it's it's definitely coincides with the way we've been playing recently. So hopefully we can implement that in the on Sunday.
0: Yeah, here's hoping. Um, Bridal, into the midfield and maybe there's a, a change to be made in there so we know it's going to be Callum McGregor and, and rightfully so. So it'll be Callum McGregor plus two others but the question is who are the two? So I wonder will he go slightly more defensive on this occasion so somebody next to Callum McGregor at the base of the midfield with one guy further up in the triangle whether it's O'Reilly or otherwise. Do you think he might do something like that or will he stick with the, the system so far which is McGregor on his own with two attacking midfielders up ahead of him?
1: I think I mean, I've actually written a team down here, and I've done that with the kind of two players a bit slightly deeper. Um, And it's only because Rangers are a very narrow team, and they they try to play and get um, a lot of joy on the kind of inside channels that they kind of. I I would say even the width of the box, if you like, they're not. They don't play wide, expansive football. So if we were to kind of look at not conceding goals then I would I think that would be um not a bad option to do it. I also think it might help I think Rangers if they're clever, um, they would pin somebody like Cantwell on McGregor. Uh and by doing that that kinda of nullifies any kind of playing from the back as such because we can't just keep putting all our players um into our own half and then waiting for our mistakes which Rangers can pounce on. Uh, are we good enough to play through our Rangers team? Yes. I think on our kind of most fluent day. No problem. The problem is it's not been like that. And this touch past tempo thing is music, music to my ears in football anyway. But that goes from if them from playing the past throw-ins. I mean, I think a time like, I you, like 38 seconds or something to take a throw in my way. like I played midfield and I'm a relatively small guy. If you if you take if they take too long and then feed you the ball and there's bigger, stronger guys, they're gonna they're gonna eat eat it up and they're gonna get demolished. Like, if you can get it quicker and get the pass move, Callum McGregor is more than capable of taking the ball under a bit of pressure. What you can't do is wait until somebody, who are, they're actually already trying to mark him out the game anyway, because he is the pulse of the team, uh, then you need, it's like, it's the biggest problem I see in our team. It's the biggest problem. Um, And Taylor and Ralston, we all say, no bad at defending, we give them our credit, and they're, you know, quite honest. They'll mark their runners, all that. But on the ball, where we predominantly have most of it, it's just nowhere near good enough. And if Burnaby was any even remotely close to being good enough, he would be starting ahead of Taylor. But he's not, and that's the problem I feel we've got in that left back slot. And it's the problem we've got with Johnston not being at right back as well. Um, Johnston, international footballer, people are playing international football for a reason, and it's because they can touch pass tempo and that's that's a great it's a great kind of buzzword type thing so um it'll be music to mcgregor's ears that's for sure because he's getting the blame of quite a lot but it's because he is the pulse of our team to play that way if not we might need to miss him out and that's okay as well on occasion but we need to do that the right way um and that'll be interesting to see if, uh, if that happens on sunday
0: yeah, and just quickly then, Bridal Who's going to the two guys next time? You've got one sitting with them, have you, and one more advanced?
1: I kind of just get something like I put McGregor and O'Reilly there just because I know they're both left-footed. Which is but O'Reilly had that that spell when McGregor was out, and he played that kind of deeper role. And he's also quite cute. At, you know, when he is fouled, he'll go down and he'll get the free kick. He'll not be, you know, he's and he's big and strong enough. You know, he's deceptively tall, and he's actually, you know, so I wouldn't have any problems in playing him there. Um, the boy home I think has got the energy and the aggression to play there as well um, the one player it wouldn't be would be Turnbull although I think he's a, a, a you know technically a good football player I just don't think that uh, he's got that kind of temperament if you like to to play in there on in that big game so for me it would be uh, it would be McGregor and O'Reilly and it's easy to change if if, if you need to flip it
0: back and is it home up ahead of them, Tiago? Home,
1: I would, I would play home. Yeah, I think I'd play home, and there, that that's the three I would play. I think he's he's shown a lot, in particular the aggression, um, not overly stupid, um, but can handle the ball. It can, it can more than handle the ball, um, and I think if you're looking for this touch pass tempo thing in the final third, we need that too. Um, and I think that's important, I think he's a player that, that can
0: definitely do that. I think technically he's a very good player, and I think there's no doubt, You know, to steal your expression, he definitely can handle the ball. Can he handle the, the occasion, Bridal? So 50,000 fans, young guy, not used to that environment, certainly not in Norway. Is it too soon for such a big test, or would you be quite happy to throw him into it?
1: I think I'd be quite happy to throw him in. Any guy that goes and changes his name and puts Tiago in it deserves to play at Ibrox, that's the way I see it. But <laughs> all joking aside, um, he's, you know, based on what I can see, he's a strong runner with the ball as well. So if you're under a bit of pressure, he can, uh, he can find space and, and, and run through midfields as well. So I just think he offers more than the players that are there at the minute. If Atati's playing, it's a different story. I just think he offers more. And I, I do like Turnbull, um, but Holm deserves that that chance, I think, to, to go and see if he can do it in the big stage. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I think we've got to give these guys that, that exposure to it. Otherwise, when will we ever do it? So, to me, yeah, he could do it.
0: Yeah, it could be very interesting. Thinking about yourself? What's your midfield looking like?
2: Yeah. Uh... It's basically a guy we spoke about the last couple of weeks. It's not that much of a look-in. And we kind of tried him for maybe covering the centre-half. I've got a lot in there, Tino, for ball retention. Um, sitting, sitting behind McGregor and O'Reilly. I just think Ibrox keeping the ball is absolutely key. Protecting, Um, obviously, a centre-halves as well. He's not much a look-in. And it would maybe a bit of a we could say it's a bit of a left field shout, but as I said, Rodgers would go that in the tank anyway. Turnbull for me, not for Ibrox. Um Just I mean, I, I'm same as baido I, I do rate I mean, him technically. He's a great player. Delivery's good for set pieces and all that as well. But just that, just that drive and having having McGregor a bit further forward. with really, I think that would be put a bit of pressure on them as well. So I think for, I want to take. Turnbull
0: out and a what in for me just in front of the back too. It would be a huge call, but I can understand your your rationale behind it. You know whether it's a or Quan who you know we've got some hopes that he might be able to do that defensive midfield job. But I understand your thinking there. It's just somebody to protect to allow the mcdeggers and O'Reillys to be more advanced. And I think it, it depends where Roger sees the temperament of some of these players. what has played in some of these big games before. He came on against Rangers in the the Scottish Cup bridal maybe and done really well? So, you know, he's played that fixture, so that won't faze him. You know, he's obviously got a wee bit more experience than Tiago home in it. I actually wonder, though, if that's why Turnbull will play. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I wonder if Turnbull will play because he will be comfortable with the fixture. He scored against Rangers, didn't he, mm-hmm. uh, at the start of last season. Uh, he'll be comfortable with the fixture. He knows what it's all about. And maybe, it depends how much sway, you know, Rogers puts on that, that experience versus what you can do as a player. But certainly there's a few options in there and it'll be really interesting to see what he decides to go with. Sankil, I'll come to you for the the strike force. So up top, 100%, Kyogo starts. Uh, He's now got five goals against Rangers from his time here, including a big, big equaliser in the two-each draw at Ibrox last season. I would say he's been one of the the few that have been consistent in their form so far this season. I think he's had a good start to the season and he's generally kept that up, albeit, you know, he kind of drew a blank last week. But you'd be hoping or I think, you can tell him otherwise, you'd be hoping that he stays high in the game and doesn't do this dropping into the pocket thing, which we've seen on a couple of occasions.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. You know, I, I think we're missing a bit of the, the old Kyogo in terms of the, the direct running, the running in behind. Getting out of the channels He's an absolute nightmare. But when he's dropping in deep, he's making himself a lot easier to pick up as well. And he's not getting the options wide of him. Um, so, no, definitely Kyogo on the shoulder he's a hundred percent start on the play on the shoulder um and then i would have out wide made and a bad the either side mate i think that mm. abada historically has caused them um causes them problems all the time just for his just for his energy uh and, he, and his pace and the other side's the, the exact same they, they, there's occasions to just kind of handle them and a lot of these i think barriset is injured um to play they're no use to as you see that the other night they're no used to defending in the SPL. They're very, very high. They, like us, like they're, they're, they're right back and the left back. they play very, very high. So I don't think they can handle our guys, um, Dyson or Abada on the other side. I think it just causes them all sorts of problems. It gives them something to think about as well. But yeah, that would be my front three. I don't think Yang's done enough as yet, and it's a bit of a heavy fixture to chuck him in. So that's my front three.
0: Yeah, and I think, as you've pointed out, Sanky, Kyogo, Maeda, Abada, they've all had success in this fixture. They've all got experience of it. They've all scored goals in it. And that alone could be enough. But I know before we look in a wee bit more detail at the, the wide options, and obviously I think he's given his opinion on that, I'd mentioned, of course, that I'd prefer Kyogo to stay up top, be on the shoulder, you know, you know, flop between the offside position and not, and then, you know, get his chances there. But question for you. So, you know, he's got the potential certainly to drop deep and allow the midfielders to get beyond him. And the fact that Rangers at home, you know, no away crowd and all that stuff, they'll generally need to come out at some point. They'll need to open out and come at us. And I'm wondering if that actually could leave space in behind for those kind of, you know, midfield runners to to get beyond Kyogo and and into the box. What do you think? Do you think there's a possibility that he might continue with this option with Kyogo?
1: Yeah, I think it's just a bit of balance, I think. I think when the time's right and he's not involved in the game, or perhaps we're just not getting any joy or... or the, the, the opponent's defence is quite rigid. They try and disrupt that a wee bit and we drag a centre-half into the middle of the park and create space for, let's see, O'Reilly's or, or Turnbull's or Holmes or McGregor's or whoever it may be. Um, th- there's times that that's crucial. Like it's no, Football's not linear, you know, it's not, it's not like, oh, you play there, you're going to do this. I do think perhaps the balance has been a bit off um, and I think that teams can switch on to that quite easily and say, let him go in there, do not go with him, do not follow him. And what he ends up doing is actually ends up congesting an already overly congested area. Both teams will play with three in the middle of the park. One team um, will play not really wide players. Cantwell's not really a wide player, but he's classed as like Urabada, if you like, so he tucks in the middle of the park. And um, The boy Dessers doesn't run in behind, so he drops into the middle of the park. You know, so two Rangers, three they might play Matondo, practice, but they're the only one that doesn't. All of a sudden, they are talking six, seven players that are in that space, and that brought with the pressure, and they'll be they'll be all for it. I would not want you go anywhere near that area of the park. I would be looking for us to have an out ball from under pressure, and that would be it. And I first one think if I was playing centre half, I would not want him anywhere near my goal, and I would want him as far away from my goal as possible so the flip side of that is for us positively he should be especially in this game eh, as, as close to off that last defender as we could possibly have him eh, and that's to me would be a massive part of our tactics
0: mm-hmm. and what about the wings so sinky has gone with the the experience or the fixture experience that Maeda and Abada have got but we've got options now Bridal so between you know Abada, Maeda Yang that Sinky mentioned James Forrest still around uh, and obviously Louis Palma's now in. Just as a fact, you'll have seen that Louis Palma's uh, picked up the number seven shirt, so he's fallen in some real famous footsteps there, guys like you know Miku and Nadir Chieffi and, and Freddie Lingberg. It's a big responsibility.
1: <laughs> should have retired after Miku. jersey should have been retired. Um, yeah, I think it's Maida and Abada for me. Now I'm not normally a crazy fan of playing them in games where there's not a lot of space, but I think there would be more space in this game for them. It really gives Rangers a dilemma because they don't have width and the width and attack comes from Tavernier and it would have been Barisic, which I believe he's injured, which is a real disappointment because he's absolutely horrendous against a batter. Now, they've got to come out. They have to. They have to. There's no choice. They're playing at Ibrox with all their fans and that will leave space. But it makes them really, really, really think of a problem if Maida's playing against uh, Tavernier. It makes like tavenier has got to really think that do I go or do I stay, and that happened that will happen continuously throughout the game. Um, Maida's final ball and just his confidence doesn't look great at the minute, but it's not enough for him not to be playing. So it'll be Maida and Abada. Um, I think they'll play the boy Sterling at left back. He's quite a physical guy. Abada might struggle against that as opposed to Barisic. I don't know, but, but I don't know how well switched on the young boy is. I don't know if he. Will he follow Abada into the box? Will he make you know so I just feel it's something they've got more width than them anyway. And I believe that's if we're going to get joy, it'll be the team that can get the ball from that congested midfield out wide as early as possible and hurt the other team. And Kyogo, Abada, and Maida offer a lot of pace and and they're willing runners to go in behind. And I think that's important if you're a midfielder, try to find that just to get you out of pressure sometimes. So for me it has to be those three.
0: And just to confirm your starting lineup, so I think the midfield's the only area that's in question. So you've got the same goalie in back four, which is Joe Hart, Alistair Johnson, Lager Bielka, with Nat Phillips uh, in the centre, and Greg Taylor at the left back. Midfield Bridal, you've got McGregor and O'Reilly sitting with home up ahead of him. Sinky, you've flipped the triangle. You've got Iwata sitting with McGregor and O'Reilly uh, ahead of him. And up top, you're all in agreement it's that kind of tried and tested front three against Rangers, isn't it? It's a bad-a- Kyogo and Maeda so let's see we'll get the teams what'll that be around about 10 45 on Sunday so we'll see how right or wrong (laughs) that you've both been but let's see how that goes um before we get to scoreline predictions let's take a quick look at both managers heading into this game so they both find themselves under a bit of pressure Sanky for different reasons and I'm going to put it to you in terms of how will this affect them and do you think Roger's notable experience as a manager can be a big advantage on this occasion 100%
2: 100% experience is everything in this fixture. Um, having, obviously, he's been here before. He's, he's wore the T-shirt to great success. And I think he just trumps Bill Be- all ends with this one. Um, he knows what it's like to go to Ebrox. He knows what it's like to the lead up to fixtures like this as well. Um, I think, overall, Rodgers is a, a far better manager, far better coach, more experience. I know Biders already tore strips off, off Beal, uh quite rightly so. So, um, but I just think that, I think Rodgers overall has got a, he'll have a more of a game plan, tactically, um, and I also believe that it will get the guys prepared as much as they can for it. And I say bill has got a hard task getting these guys back up for the fixture given what's happened during the week against PSV. So I think Rogers is 100% get the upper hand, without, without question, um, just a better class, a better class of manager.
0: I think that the Rangers players, when it comes to it, when it comes to Europa League stuff, you know, they'll be up for that, they'll they'll be motivated by the time that comes around, but there's no doubt that right now, you know, it's it's just it's raw, it's fresh in the memory, they'd have been desperate to be in that draw for the Champions League stages or group stages, and that's not happening for them, and it's hard to shake off that disappointment, and to the point earlier on, I'm not sure if Michael Beale's the guy to get you... You know, fixed on that. I watched his interview after the game last night and it was poor. He was a bit short, a bit spiky. And I just don't think he's the guy to yeah. to motivate a squad to, who are, you know, on the down, which they'll be at this moment in time. Brido, a loss for either manager in this fixture would really ramp up the pressure, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it would. But um, I think it would ramp it up more for Beal than it would. For Rodgers, just the fact a number of factors actually. One is that either and there's no Celtic fans. You don't get a better opportunity. Celtic are depleted in regards to missing some big name players. In this, two, of the spine of the team aren't there. Carter, Vickers, and Hattati. Um, new signings. It's it's funny how that the um, Bill is getting the time because it's just, it's a new team and it's his team, but. Celtic make as many changes or lose as many players, and it's, uh, oh, you should, be, you should be winning three, four, nothing. Also, the experience of are under pressure. Rogers has been there, done it, and like Sinky says, he's managed to do it and win trophies, and, and he is a winner. Um, experience, like Sinky said, is everything. And, um, you know, Bill's got a 3 win over us in a game that that meant nothing, but it got built up to mean something. And now, it's all coming up to rush now that it means nothing, It meant nothing last year It meant this whole they are tried to build it up and play it up and it's not until the actual real time things happen that people start going over oh, a minute he doesn't know what he's doing or it didn't matter whereas Rodgers is going about his business quietly he says the right things in the press conferences he understands that the, it's not the squad he wants at the minute but He's confident in, within himself and his own ability that he knows that he's going to be able to do it. We might lose on Sunday. Like we might, you know. But I don't think I'd be worried. But if they lose on Sunday, there's, like, four points. They've still to come to Celtic Park. They've still to go to Petaudry. They're out of the Champions League. You know, there's question marks already there because the last season, he's had nine months with his team. Oh, I, the pressure's more on building than it is on Rodgers. But ultimately, listen, you know, competitive uh, pressure that Rodgers will have on himself, and the pressures that we bring <laughs> as fans, because we're, we're demanding and we want success and we want to win. But um, I even think Rangers not winning in Sunday's pressure for Bill, and that's what tells me where it's it's more on him. So um, I've got more than more than more than enough faith that we've got the right manager at the right time for us. I said at the time when he got appointed, there was no better man for the job. Um, and now there's this time to prove that to maybe folk that maybe doubt that after a few results. So for me, yeah, quite not overconfident, but I'm confident in the long term season um, with our manager. And I don't think that the mythical creature of Ian Beal, the Apple salesman, um, will do it for them. So yeah.
0: you made your feelings very clear uh, with regard to Bill Bridal. So that's a uh... That's enough of that for now. Sinky, I'm going to give you a stat because I know you love these types of things. Go, but Brendan Rodgers' record against Rangers. Games 13, wins 10, draws 2 and just one defeat. He scored 31 goals in the process and conceded just 7. Am I jinxing it?
2: Uh, You've you got to remember, in his previous tenure, they were not in the same place uh, as they are just now. I don't think you're jinxing it, but... But Baidu said is right. The last time they beat us was a dead rubber. They've got they've got false hope, um, which is which I love to see. Right? But no, I don't get I don't get jinxed. It. You know, I think. I mean, over the over the course and distance of the last, even when Rogers wasn't here, we've have been miles ahead of them. Uh, miles ahead of them. But Rogers should go to this game, and Celtic should go to this game. with are confident. And one of the big one of the biggest things is. Obviously, with a poor start to the season, but we've not any teams having a go at us, and they—they they fans on on Sunday will demand they have a go, and that is going to leave a lot more space for us to go into. But no, I think I think the stats 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 of they be looked at, but um, I I just think that the way we were set up, um, and the way they're feeling this week, um, I'm hoping for a positive result.
0: I agree with your point there that the the home crowd roaring them on to push forward at every turn and be a wee bit, you know, gung-ho could play into Celtic's hands. And and Rogers is aware of all these things. That you can say what you want about him in terms of some of the mistakes that he may or may not have made. He's a very astute tactician and he picks up on everything, including, you know, the mood in the camp and the the kind of temperament of different players. And I wonder if that's something that could play in Celtic's favor. Let's get to the scoreline predictions. So so far for the season of the, the four competitive games, was the only person to call one right. He got the 3-1 win <laughs> over Aberdeen spot on. So I'll come at you first, Brido. What are you going with?
1: I'm going with a 2-1 a victory to Celtic.
0: And where are the confidence levels? Obviously, you've spoken through. We've given the kind of various ins and outs. I mean, I asked the boys on the show during the week. It was Sinky and Paddy. I says, would you take a draw at this moment in time? Both were eager to tell me they would. Would you accept a draw? Would you be happy enough with a draw?
1: No problem with a draw. No problem. Just depends on the nature of the draw. But, um, you know, did we scramble it? Did we unlucky? Like, you're going to Ibrooks, it's not an easy place to go. We know that. That's why when we do get victories that are rivals' uh, home ground, that it means so much. So I just think that uh, Celtic have continuously done this, didn't it? When Ange came in, and, and the, like I said, the agendas are set continually shut people up over the course and over the period of time. And I think that um Sunday will be the first real opportunity that we can do that. Um and listen with a good performance at uh Pettodry and stuff to, to look at as well and that's you know we've got other players coming in. We've got a bit of excitement with attacking players too. We've got options in the bench, better options than I think they've got um I I, I think it'll be a tight enough game, middle of the part but bit crappy. But I think when the ball does break, and it breaks for our attacking players versus their attacking players, I think um, I think we'll see a bit of joy in the space in behind, like you boys have said.
0: Okay, so we'll go 2-1 for Bridal. Sinkey, as I say, earlier in the week, you said you'd bite my hand mm-hmm. off for a draw. Are you
2: still biting? Uh, no, no, I was, go- I was going to go the same as Bridal. I'm going to tell you this is going to pan out so you can, you can keep this recording for after the game. We're going to score early. We're, right. going to go to ha- we're going to go to half-time. Right, one up. The crowd's going to turn, right? Right. The crowd is going to turn, and even if it's nil-nil at half time, the crowd's going to turn, right? And I believe that we will get a 3 one victory with them having a go, leaving loads of space at the back for their front feet to expose, and your and your your man, Louis Palmer's going to come on and score the third.
0: I've got to admire your storytelling skills. You I mean, go. all you need to do is give me a number. You could have just said. I'm actually,
2: I'm actually starting to believe it myself. you
0: know? Yeah, you look like you're getting emotional at the thought. <laughs> but um, as I say, you could have just told me the score. But you've 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 set the set the tone, tension in the camp mood turning and a half time, and and Louis Palmer, Celtic's new number seven, coming and getting the the winner. Hey, I've actually gone for three one as well, though. That's what I think the score line will be. And I, you know, it's a wee bit. Um, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man, in terms of Brendan Rodgers. I'm backing it may come out and, and display all of his tactical savvy, all of his experience at this moment in time. He'll be he'll be feeling the, the sting of the criticism he's received and and he won't like it and he'll be keen to do something about it. And you know, we've we've used this narrative throughout the week, but no time like a visit to Ibricks to go and turn that around. So I'm gonna go with that as well. So three one for me and Sinke, two one for Brido. Uh, and I'd take any of those score lines, so let's see how they go. Uh, Bridal, final thoughts as we start to wrap this one up for the day?
1: Yeah, just I'm, for a period there, I, I was a bit hesitant and, and looking forward to it, but as usual, as the game gets closer and the weekend creeps up on us, um, and then based on the result that they got last night, um, the confidence just starts to build, and then uh, I think I'm looking forward to as they kind of almost our season with it um, I just feel like we've not really got to where we want to be and there'll still be a bit after that but I think just kick-starting it to uh, uh, a different gear um, and almost like reminding reminding them the whole of Scottish football really but reminding major supporters that uh, that we might not be at our best but we're still better and I think that's where I am at the minute in time I think the quality we've got in st- in the important areas of the pitch, especially that final third, um, for me, Kyogo is head and shoulders with any attacking player on the pitch and he could be the difference with his double on the 2-1, when man can't get sent off.
0: <laughs> brido, if you're confident now, just wait till we sign some 33-year-old has-been from the, the lower end of the Premier League to to come and do his turn as well. So, uh, but good to hear from you. Thanks for joining us on the show, brido and thanks, of course, for your predictions. Sinky, your own final thoughts.
2: Uh, it'll be a back-in-your-box um, scenario on Sunday for that lot. Um, man for man, we're better we're at Um As I said, they took a dent in their confidence. Let's take advantage of it. And the old, the old saying goes, Tino, is, um form is temporary and class is permanent. So Celtic will be back on Sunday, back on form. Hopefully. Not hopefully, they will be.
0: Yeah, it's amazing what a few days can do for a man's confidence, Sinky. If people want to check back to Sinky's recording from the <laughs> top of the week at the, the weekly show, not quite as uh, much bravado as we've got today, but it's the way it goes, isn't it? The closer you get to the game, and when you, the good thing about these kind of recordings, all kind of aside, when you start to talk it through and you, you look at the various factors, the the personnel available, temperaments, different things it can lead you to making very different predictions than than the narrative that that you get fed sometimes from the mainstream. So, listen, again, thanks to you both for joining us on this one. So, we're now closing in on the first Glasgow derby of the season and the opportunity for Brendan Rodgers and his team to show their intentions for the season ahead. The last three visits to have seen is win one, lose one and draw one. So, let's see if we can add another to the win column on Sunday. We'll be back here on the Celtic Exchange Plus after the game with the final whistle show. But in the meantime, for myself, Brido and Sinkey, Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the game.